This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandy shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. It's time to tell our Podmeets World listeners that if you're currently tuning in via headphones, it's time you take audio seriously and join the JLab family. JLab offers incredible sound for all of life's moments. It's tech done better. Consumers deserve better than the same old tech they've been stuck with. Instead of high price tags, everyone should have access to new innovations and products they actually want. So JLab thought, hey, why not do something about it? What are you waiting for? Get out there and join the JLab family. JLab.com. JLab. Your kind of tech. Ryder, how was South by Southwest? South by was awesome. Um, yeah, so my, my my wife's movie premiered, Late Bloomers. It was a huge success. The audience loved it. It was so cool to, you know, I've been involved with this film for uh, five years. Uh, just, oh, you know, tangentially, like from the sidelines. or you know, I, 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 It's more or less involved. It depends, you know, every... Every step of this. I, I guess maybe people probably don't know what a producer does. It's kind of hard to pin down. But um, in this case, my wife did everything. Your wife is a producer on this movie. Right. She produced this Late movie. Boomers. And that can mean so many different things. Like in television, being a producer, we've talked about a little bit, means one thing. But in film, uh, you know, it, for instance, the executive producer credit in television is kind of the the most creative person right. in, involved right, with the project. Right, right. Whereas an executive producer in film is usually just the money person. Right. So, or just the person who yeah. paid for the movie, uh, yeah. an investor. But yeah, it was a great time. South by, I love Austin. I've, you know, I haven't been to South by for a while. Um, so yeah, it was a good time. Nice. Most importantly, are the people out in Austin listening to the podcast? Did people tell you they were listening to your podcast? I did get recognized for the podcast. Yeah. Did you? Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's like, it's so funny because I even had somebody like at a coffee shop be like, love the podcast. It's mm. like, oh, okay. You know, you, I don't even cool. know that they recognize me, um, which I guess happens a lot. Like, I it never really has like sunk in that like people, because when I think about like, if I recognize somebody, which also never happens because yeah. I have face yeah. blindness, but if I recognize somebody, I don't say anything. Like yeah. a, very rarely. And I'm exactly for some the reason, same. 
Yeah. Right. But my brain doesn't recognize the fact that that must happen all the time, that people recognize me and just, and just don't, don't say, say anything. Because right. why, you know, they don't have to. Maybe they don't love Boy Meets World or maybe right. they just, there's no reason to bother me. Uh, and so now it seems like people are like taking the opportunity to say, love the podcast. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. Which yeah. is great. Yeah. It's I, so I don't cool. think people recognize me. Like I, my look has changed so much and it changes by the month where it's like, I'm heavy, well, you I'm also thin, don't leave I'm long house, hair, I'm short so. hair. I leave the house all the time. Thank you very much. <laughs> to run by my house. To run by your house. You. Exactly. I uh, the half the time, the Danielle, to Jamba <laughs> Juice. Every <laughs> wish. Jamba Juice. Great stuff. All sugar. Um, but uh, no, I, I, I just, I don't know. It just kind of stopped. And frankly, I'm, I'm really happy with that because it's a great balance of being able to do what I love and hang out with the people that I love. But you don't get recognized everywhere. I mean, it's it's fun. I am not like you at all, though. If I recognize somebody, I go up and I'm like, I love you and enter whatever, which is why when we go to cons, I know everybody because I walk up. I'm like, you were so great. And I just always I love talking to people. But Austin, to get to another thing, we're going this year to Austin. We sure are. Mm-hmm. And that's, this year. I've never been. So I can't wait. That's the first I've time I've never Austin been to Austin either. That's great. Oh my gosh. It's like one of the cities I visited the most. Yeah, that's never so been. Funny. I know. Because there's I've never so been many either. great festivals there. There's Fantastic Fest, which is also an amazing film festival. The Alamo Draft House is like the greatest movie theater, at, you know, but there's so many conferences and stuff. For some reason, I've been to Austin a bunch. No, I love it. Never oh been. Oh my God. It's such I a great Well, you'll have food. to show us around. Yeah. yeah, I will. Well, you know what's crazy is that like this trip, I, um, oh, this is totally embarrassing, but I grabbed the wrong suitcase leaving the oh airport. Oh my gosh. And you were that guy. guy. I was that guy. So I made it all the way to town before I looked down and was like, this is clearly not my suitcase. No. So I ended up having to take a lot of lifts, like a LYFT, you know, like Ubers. Uh, I, so I did like four lifts in my first, you know, hour or whatever in, in Austin. Um, but, uh, yeah, the um, like twice, two different Lyft drivers were like, you know, Austin's becoming the little Los Angeles. I was like, this wow. is this is what everyone feels, and I guess Jeez. it's just because a lot of Californians are moving out there. But I also think it, they mean culturally. Um, it's you know, uh, it's and I, I kind of get that. It's hot the way LA is. It has a lot of like the same sort of um, food culture. A little, little, obviously, more like Tex Mex than Mex, right? But. Um, it's it's cool, man. I love I Austin. Wait. Austin's always Did, been well, amazing. Did you will... fit into the clothes in the suitcase? <laughs> Did, were you walking around like George Costanza in just somebody else's clothes? New suitcase, and I hadn't like I, it was completely the wrong color, by the way. Like it wasn't like we had the what same color suitcase. What is wrong with you? It's my first. I had owned the suitcase for a day, literally like a day, and I was just like, oh, there it is, but because it had the late tag. Do you on realize it. the color doesn't change as it flies over the country, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So if it's black when you buy it, it's black when you See, land. This goes along with my face blindness. I don't know. Like if you ask me, if you I, you could ask me somebody's eye color that I've known for like. 20 years, I could not tell you. Right. Like, I don't wow. see, I'm not like that kind of visual person. I just don't. But yeah, so now I have it programmed in my head My what, well, what, what color my bag is. What surprises me is not the face blindness because I <laughs> I have a tendency to have that too. I definitely never recognize anybody, but mostly because I don't know who anybody is. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and also, I'm not, I, when I'm out in the world, I think I'm very, dr- dr- like, Let's put it this way. I'm not having a whole lot of fun. I'm not a fun person. I'm pretty much out to like accomplish a goal. Do, do your missions and get back to the home. Everything in my life is like, God, what do I do now? Got to get this done. Got to do this now. Got to do this now. What's the next thing I got to do? It's not cool. It's not cool. It's not fun. I really need to work on it. So I'm not paying attention to like, what's that? 
person doing? Because that would involve me taking in my surroundings, which yeah. I'm not doing. <laughs> right. So that's one of the reasons I don't recognize people. But what surprises me about you, writer, is that you and I are very similar about attention to detail and yeah. like double and triple checking things. And so what I'm surprised is not that you were like, ah, here, this is fitting into my there's a late tag on it. My bag is late. That right. checks. But not that you then were like, but it would be a total disaster if I was wrong. So let me just do the one second thing now to save me a bunch of headache. And you didn't do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very strange. <laughs> My brain did not. I mean, I was excited to get to the festival. I know. Yeah, I was, you I were was happy. child free and alone. My, you know, my wife was already out there. So I like, right. I was flying by myself for the first time in a while. No right. child. Reading a book again. Oh, like, oh man. God, so you were on the airline. You were an unaccompanied adult. Did they walk you through security? <laughs> of course. With the placard? We've got, an unac- we've got an unaccompanied adult. Unaccompanied adult. Go. <laughs> by the way, God, not no to one tells up- you that when you have a kid, they actually do have like the baby section of the plane. Of course like, they do. Yeah. Like I didn't realize that, but I was like, so you're always, so it's so nice to be like, oh, I don't have any In the any adult section, just me. sitting just back with a, with a Chesterfield and a martini. Oh. <laughs> nice. and I, do, I do nothing. Like I actually, I say like, oh, I was reading, like it was, re- you know, no, I mostly am sitting there playing Sudoku and just being like, oh, I'm oh, free. I love Enjoy Sudoku your time. On plane. I, I don't want to bring up new merch, but I, I don't think I'm going to be able to survive merch? the rest of my life. Exactly. Yes. Without a shirt with Danielle's face that underneath just says, I'm not a fun person. Oh, I'm not. I'm, I know I just, I'm not. I, I, I need I that. Just your headshot and just, I'm not a fun person underneath. The least fun is what it should say. <laughs> I just need that. Just, I know. It's, I'm, I'm not fun. I'm not into fun. I don't really love fun. I try to avoid fun. <laughs> Yikes. Can't wait to travel with you. This is going to be awesome. You we need to like, take yourself out time. to breakfast every once in a while, or go uh-huh. find a coffee shop like like we yeah. talked like, uh-huh. about those dreamy uh-huh. '90s yeah. coffee shops with couches, and well, where you can just sort of sit and that, be. That's my idea of fun. It's like right. silence, no one else, and a book. Oh, right. oh, that's great. Yeah, I love right. that I too. I, I love that. That but is weirdly so fun. doing that in public is really fun. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I can see that. Uh, yeah. yeah. I can see. It's also it's kind of like movie theaters, right? It's such a weird contradiction. It's like we because we want to go somewhere public with a whole bunch of people, but oh my god, better not talk. Exactly. You you want to know they're there, but you don't want to actually know they're there. It's It's one of the reasons I love flying. I love flying, and I I'm like super in tune with myself in a plane. I'm like, I have crystal clear vision about like hindsight and perspective and where I'm going, not just in the air, like at that moment, but like where life is going. Yeah. There's literally no chance for fun. It's like your perfect kind of place. It's Mm -hmm. incredible. (laughs) It's truly incredible. Fun is not going to break out on a plane. Danielle's pretty happy. (laughs) So welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedel. As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. <laughs> that is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. 
The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media. And I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. Summer is steadily approaching, and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation? Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on? Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. You won't believe it. It's actually happening. We are doing Pod Meets World Live presented by Hyundai. We are coming to you live from the iHeartRadio Theater in Los Angeles to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Boy Meets World. Join us at the iHeartRadio Theater on April 26th. If you can't join us in person, you can join us for the stream. We're also going to have some amazing special guests like Danny McNulty, the famous Harley. Of course, Betsy Randall, our mom, Amy. And yes... Mr. Turner himself, Anthony Tyler Quinn. And do not miss a special performance by the iconic Lisa Loeb. That one's for you, Ryder. I can't wait. The evening will be filled with special guests, nostalgia, and 
a Chubby's burger or two. Take a ride with us on this awesome journey. Tickets are now available on moment.co slash podmeetsworld, or check out the bio in our Instagram for more info and a ticket link. Pod Meets World Live, presented by Hyundai. We'll see you on April 26th. Or join us for the stream on May 1st at 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, speaking of, of not having a whole lot of fun, I'm very nervous about this episode. I'm still not entirely sure what this is. That's exactly why I'm very nervous about it, because I, as you've gathered, like to be in control. And I have <laughs> no idea what this episode is. I know, um, basically, producer Jensen Carp, husband of this podcast, was contacted via our podmeetsworld at gmail email address by a listener who somewhere, somehow, I'll let Jensen producer Jensen, husband of this podcast, explain it, but came into possession and ownership of some tapes, some audio tapes for our dear listeners who like were born. And cassettes? cassettes? Is that what we're talking about? Yes, cassette <laughs> tapes. I love for our dear listeners who are too young to even know what those are, uh, they're little rectangles with tape inside and they held audio. And you used to be able to play them. That's how we listened to all of our music. And... This person came into possession of them and was like, so to be honest, I don't even know what's on them, but I have them and I'm curious. And producer Jensen, husband of this podcast, said, please send them to me and I will extract them, make them digital and listen to all of them. And they were interviews with us. They were interviews with us from some journalists. So what we think happened is that a journalist from 16-ish magazine or one of those teen right. magazines teen beat, tiger beat, just bop. threw away or sold or something, got rid of their old interview tapes that they probably held on to for decades because yeah. they needed it for, you know, research or, you know, to have evidence of the interviews. So they just got rid of them. And then this person came into contact with them. I don't know if they bought them or what happened. So I let us please introduce um, producer Jensen Karp, husband of this podcast, and he can tell us more. Well, first, I do want to just acknowledge that Danielle said that her paradise was being alone with a book. Yes. And I'm her husband. Right? <laughs> exactly. So, I'm sorry, it's so true. in the glow of yes. love, my friend. Something to acknowledge. Yes, uh, this man's name is Paul Hill. We appreciate him. We speak Hello, his Paul. name. Um, Thank you, Paul. And Paul purchased these on eBay. He <laughs> Amazing. finds himself as sort of a uh, connoisseur of outdated media. And so one of the things he purchased were these cassette tapes as a fan of Boy Meets World. Didn't know what they were. Uh, and yeah, like Danielle said, these are discarded interviews of you guys from different seasons of the show. We'll go down each one of them in particular. Wow. I howled in laughter. I'm, oh I'm so excited to bring these to you. Uh, I asked you guys a few questions here and there just on our group chat to figure some things out. Danielle yeah. walked by me a few times, heard her oh voice, and scampered out of the room. I couldn't have run away faster at hearing teenage Danielle not be Topanga, but and being Danielle. And there's nowhere to run at all. Yeah, uh, there were some dogs in the neighborhood who ran to the house purely from the pitch. The high pitch of Danielle. Of, 
Yes. Yes. And so that's one part. Do you guys remember sitting down? I probably for sound any? exactly the same. Our audience oh, yeah. is not going to be able to tell the difference between the oh, two. Oh, and get me ready now. for get ready for thirteen year old writer. Yeah, same voice. Listeners won't know the difference between oh who's talking God. between thirteen year old and, and over It'll, forty. Actually, <laughs> people will think we're interviewing Indy. That's oh really? You think wow. so? I think so. I think we're gonna hear too much shirts voice more because yeah. there is a di- there is a slight difference between indie and writer, yeah. um, but indie and young writer, mm-hmm. no difference. Mm. Oh. Do you guys remember these? Do you remember sitting down with grown women? to uh, uh, talk about being a child. <laughs> yes. I remember, yeah, I remember. I don't remember them recording it. I mean, of course they must have, but I remember you would like go to your trailer and that you'd sit down and they'd sit across from you in this little plastic thing that you know, we had these little tables and they'd sit across from you and they'd ask you, all right, what's your favorite color? What are you listening to now? What Pizza you toppings. Know, pizza toppings. What do you do on a first date? What do you do on a first date? That kind of stuff. And then you hold up, like they'd give you a hat or a shirt from whatever magazine and you'd hold it up and they'd take a picture and that yes. would be somewhere in the thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I w- would assume, you know, much like the Zabruta film, I'm <laughs> amazed that it would this had been held onto and scrutinized as long as it has been. Yeah, I like yeah. that Danielle said that they hold onto these for decades as evidence of the interview, like it's Frost Nixon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. exactly. <laughs> like, like, you're, like she's going to be sued, sued for libel. Did right. you really find out what writer's favorite toppings were? <laughs> was it really <laughs> bell peppers? He said pepperoni, but he was <laughs> clearly a vegetarian. Yes. We've got him. Yeah, We've no, got him. They're putting, uh, they're putting all these tapes on the next uh, the, uh, satellite going out to the different planets out yeah, there right. where it's going to yeah, be like first messages the in Beatles, 50 languages, the Beatles, right. and Pokeball's canon and Boy Meets World. Daniel Fischel's <laughs> 16 magazine interview. Uh, I definitely remember doing these interviews. I did a lot of them. And, you know, I remember how it changed as, you know, first season went into second season probably. Because at first it was like, I it, it, I think it took a while for me to to understand like these were that these were not typical interviews <laughs> like, like the, it was so fun to answer these kinds of questions and like now and then as i got older i realized like oh like these are questions that basically were like fans you know these are like yeah, yeah. these are questions that 11 year old girls wanted to know about sure yeah you know they weren't hard to answer they weren't about acting they weren't really about our life yeah. on boy meets world or what we were actually famous for it was just like me as this sort of like personality yeah. and yeah. and so in a lot of ways that made it an easy interview because it was it, just like i had all these answers because like oh i'll tell you about my favorite movie and i'll tell you about my favorite whatever but in retrospect it's kind of embarrassing that i didn't know like you know to i don't know it's it, it's it, it's it's awkward like um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. And the, the fact that these grown people mm-hmm. were asking us these questions Go is on. so weird to me. Like, why? <laughs> yeah, like, I remember, do you guys remember there was a couple? They were like an older couple that were mm-hmm. like, they both worked for a couple of the Teen Mag. Maybe they were yeah. freelance. No. They were like the nicest people. Like, I have fond memories of like running into them at events. But in retrospect, it's like, they knew everything about me. They knew everything about my family. They knew because they were constantly like, keeping tabs on us for these magazines. Yeah. And in, in retrospect, that's just kind of weird. Like, what a weird job to the have. The interviews were basically um, fan fiction fodder. Yeah. They were they were providing the material for young kids 
11, 12 year old kids who read these magazines to then envision themselves yeah. in your life as, part of as our, your our friend yeah. and imagining yeah. what they would say when they met you and how right. they would kind of get you, Ooh, what do we have in common? And, and like, it was, it was yeah. basically the fantasy of, of small, of small oh. kids. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, um, so, I'm so happy you said that as an expert, because here's what we do have to address is that there are tapes that are interviews with you two as from this writer woman. and myself no from writer and will oh, okay. okay but there are also interviews where danielle is the interviewer correct because i used to wow. i had it i had my own column do you remember that i had i had danielle's diary in no, 16 magazine so i have a lot of pictures with both of you where it's you and me and a tape recorder in between us and my mom okay. that's also what i realized these um photo shoots i have with attractive uh, teen men from boy meets world oh, we're part that's of what it was i was doing oh, danielle's so diary much, so yeah, i you are slightly less creepy now i was slightly Slightly less creepy. I would. I would interview. But you were doing it for free, right? Hundred yeah, percent. I was doing it you for free. Been like, hey, no, let's. They basically <laughs> were like, "I have a great idea." Danielle is a lot less creepy than grown adults interviewing yeah. these no. kids. Well, also, you. It's great for you as because the the pers- the readers of these magazines were girls primarily, yes. like I or all, yes. exclusively, and so for you to be in the magazine or for to get pr- publicity, it to, had to be a sort of avatar for yes. the the reader makes perfect sense. It's, yeah, it's really interesting. I I totally so forgot about that. Oh a God. lot of the interviews are. Oh, me yes. interviewing you. Oh, I yeah. can't wait. No, Danielle, what you said, though, is absolutely right about the kids kind of fantasizing. You know, Anna Kendrick wrote a book about growing up an actor. And mm-hmm. she said when she was six, five, six, seven years old, she would sit on the playground and imagine what she would say to us if she ever met us. Oh, She's like, I, always, I would sit there and imagine what I'd say to the cast of Boy Meets World if I ever had a chance. So that was like a thing. That's what people God, would do. We, it's so ironic because now she won't return our calls. I know. Weird, right? <laughs> we, we haven't <laughs> tried. She's like, no, we haven't <laughs> tried yet. Not yet. <laughs> We will try. Uh, okay, so uh, I went through these tapes. I pulled segments. There were hours of of audio that I went through. It's so oh good. Um, you guys are basically going to be talking to your younger selves. All right. Okay. Oh god. So let's see this. Uh, are you nervous? I am. Well, like just, like like being sixteen. I want a cigarette. uh also again once again let's thank paul hill for these cassettes uh thank you paul maybe yeah we're gonna start with writer is that cool yeah yeah all right so the this is uh taken this i mean these are insane they're they're truly i mean people who are listening that are that are fans of the show these are time capsules this one the most i think uh this was taken the day after your first live boy meets world taping what yeah so you had just done your first taping ever. It's 1993, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was it the pilot? Was it the pilot? Or the first yeah. Of the, it's the pilot. You did, what? and you were. And by the way, you were right that you mentioned a matinee taping, and you guys mentioned a night taping. So yes. we figured that out. It would have been. We would have found it out the week after on this audio. But it's 1993. So how old are you, writer? Thirteen. All right. This is a magazine reporter sent to the Disney lot to chat to the stars of a new ABC show. She knows nothing about you or the show or anything. You're just basically, uh, fingers crossed, we're going to use this in a magazine one day. Um, As a point of reference, this is your first week as being Sean Hunter. Uh, This is the reporter asking you to introduce yourself to the readers. Here's clip one. Oh, no. What is your writer strong? King, actually, really? I go by Ryder Strong. Really? Any nicknames? No. Really? Just Ryder Strong. And birthday? 12 
God, I, I just want to hug you. So eloquent. So, <laughs> yeah, I just want to put my arms boy. around you. <laughs> and be like, this television you know. show you're on is going to be okay, Ryder. <laughs> it's going to be okay. <laughs> just give him a hug. <laughs> it's okay, Ryder. You can start. You don't have to promote it. Just let it go. Okay. okay, so here's something very strange. The reporter does this with a lot of celebrities, even if they're not on Boy Meets World. She loves getting, and this must be some sort of research that they knew about their readers, details of your rooms. Oh, Oh, that's right. That was she, a big they thing, They loved too. finding out what's in your room, which is super strange. And like I said, on the tape, she does it to almost everyone. So here you are, Ryder Strong, 13 years old, explaining your room. Clip four. Oh, God. I live, um, we have a three-story house, and my brother and I shared a room on the third floor. And we, I guess we, like, had the whole third floor, and then my brother moved out. So, I mean, he's not moved out, but he moved out of our rooms. He got his own room. So I have... I have a pretty big room for myself, and I have a collection of, of you know, pictures, of paintings of dragons, and that's basically what I oh, tend yeah. to it. And I have a few movie posters. I have a Terminator 2 movie poster, and I've got uh, yeah. Stand By Me, which is my favorite movie. And, right. um, and then I have a collection of swords. I have swords and knives <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, it's kind of what I can't do. So I have lots of that stuff on my walls. Back in D&D already, yes. I definitely did have, and I still have, like, real swords and knives. I, like, which is the weirdest thing. That's what I decided to do with my acting money. Is buy, like, hand-forged, like, beautiful knives from Ren Fairs. And and first editions. And first edition books. Yeah, Yeah. I wasn't collecting those yet, but... But yeah, oh, I'm glad the movie posters were good ones. God, I, you know, I still stand by T2 and stand by me. And then, yeah, I got really into prints of fantasy art. Um, so I used to buy, and it was expensive. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you'd get like these limited edition prints of, um, God, I'm trying to remember, Will, maybe you know some of these artists. I used to know all the artists by name, like great fantasy artists, like the people who did the covers for Dragonlance oh, books. Oh, right, right, right. Um, no, I don't know the, I mean, I'm, are you talking Thomas Cole or more kind of like the, no, um, that yeah. doesn't, one doesn't sound familiar. It was like a Peter somebody. I mean, these are all people who probably around this time were starting to do magic cards, like the art right. for magic cards. But before that, there wasn't really a, a, a Menu, I used to get catalogs of fantasy art and it would be like amazing, you know, dragon Fra- stuff. Or, Easton uh, wants to know, is it Frank Frazetta? That sounds familiar. That okay. sounds familiar. Um, it, you know, I, I don't want to just collect like, you know, and there would be like limited edition prints. It'd only be 50 of them signed and I would get get them. I, I guess yeah, my but, parents probably uh, still have them somewhere. Most importantly, uh, ha- have you ever stabbed someone? <laughs> no, I have a friend who got stabbed when we were... Ricky! Oh yeah, Ricky, oh, yeah. Ricky. 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 Ricky on our show got stabbed at my house. That was, it was his own knife. Wait, Wait what? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it was his own knife. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was not expecting at my house. I thought he was going to be out. <laughs> Who's who did oh, the it's stabbing? If this is why you don't let your kids collect uh, knives and swords. Yes, we used to collect knives and swords. And then what we would do is we would like strap them on and go into the woods and play D&D, which we wouldn't use the, we weren't like live action role playing, but we would just have them with us while we camped out or hung out and played D&D. And like one day, Ricky and this other kid, Will, were wrestling and Ricky had the knife strapped to him and Will as part of like haha messing around wrestling decided to unstrap the knife <sighs> to try and get it to like to to get him off of it and instead didn't un- he f- pulled the knife out but then dropped it and Ricky rolled on top of it oh my gosh yeah 
And so we like, we rushed to the hospital and had to get stitches and it was awful. And it was like, uh, but I just can't believe it. it's like, yeah, that's why you don't let kids play with Ryder's knives. parents had the, a parenting style some might call permissive. Yes. <laughs> there was very little. There was little, the woods. And, some may, some may uh, even we say medieval. Told to go play. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, I get that though. Because when we went camping, we always strapped our pelicans on. Oh, like, yeah. We were always I, armed. You guys are both insane people. <laughs> yeah. I, I brought out a wuffle ball bat at best. <laughs> yeah, no, Same. we were always strapped and we went into the woods too. You, and you would. You'd play with your knives and like, throwing knives and throwing stars. And it's one yep. of the things we bonded over, Ryder. Yeah. <laughs> Wanting to be ninjas. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work. Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic. The world is ending. That's a big jump there, Ryder. Yeah, sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandy. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.
let's get more into those movie posters. Here she asks you your favorite actors and actresses, uh, oh, which uh, you were excited to answer. answer. This is clip five. Oh, God. John Malkovich. I really oh. like him in uh, Of Mice and Men. He was really good in that and in, in Line of Fire, of course. And I like um, Jack Nicholson a lot. Um, actresses. I'm not sure. I don't know. That's a hard one. <laughs> You hate women? I guess is yeah. that question. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any. Olds, how many thirteen-year-olds have favorite actresses? I That's mean, true. but also like it is—it does say a lot about writer that he's like of mice and men, and like yeah. he's—he was just well above in the his line years. of fire, obviously, of course, yeah. oh, of course. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> yeah, I remember. You know, I really loved Jack Nicholson. And, I remember yeah, that. And then, yeah, John Malkovich. I was. I was. That's. It's pretty good taste. Wise, think, yeah, wise beyond your years. Uh, continue with favorites. Here she asks you your favorite TV show. Do you want to guess an answer? God, I probably said I don't watch TV. I don't, I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't own know. a TV. <laughs> family Ties. Uh, favorite TV like show? Family Ties. No, no what I know what you're going to say. You're going to say Wonder Years. Probably. Oh, all right. yeah. Probably right. Because it Let's was. See. Yeah, I didn't really watch it all that much, but I did like it a lot. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I was. I'm going to be honest. I was surprised. Here's clip six. Home Improvement. Easily. Home Improvement. I almost said The Simpsons, Simpsons. but uh, yeah, but Home Improvement is weird. You were a sitcom kid. That's weird. Yeah, I don't remember really watching Home Improvement. Do you think you were? Because I wrote this down. Do you think you were towing the company line? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think I was high off of having been on it, and it was the number one show in the country. And I was because I had been on it maybe a year before, and I was probably like, I was probably hoping to like brag about having been on the show. Yeah. Yeah, it just it's just so funny. It's funny to be like my favorite actor is John Malkovich and then your favorite TV show is Home Improvement. I was yeah, like, right. Mama's smells, Family, season yeah, two. <laughs> something right. smells fishy here. <laughs> but I also uh, think that there's something to like me, not even just towing the company line, but I used to feel very alienated by television culture, like pop culture. And so I feel like I would say something like that to probably ingratiate myself to be like, I'm, I'm a normal kid. I'm just like right. you. I'm just like all the other kids, you know, I watch I stra- Home Improvement, I which is the number one like show in the country. My friend gets stabbed in the woods, just like you Just all. like yours. I, I pull up my chain mail one leg at a time. Uh, all right. So one thing I noticed about these tapes is, is how weirdly so many of you have stayed the exact same. Right. There's there's so many differences, but in the core, you're all the same person, which is very odd to me. Writer in one of the clips, and I didn't pull it because I did not know you would start the show this way, literally talks about trying to fund an independent movie. It's (laughs) so strange. It's literally the conversation you guys had at the beginning of this podcast. But this clip here is one of the more obvious examples to me. Here she asks you your favorite place to visit. Here's clip seven. Um, Yosemite. Yeah, it's I, I just went backpacking there this summer for five days with my school, and it was great. I just I love backpacking. It's one of the greatest things. So I mean, I just like to get out into the wilderness, and Yosemite is the perfect place to do that. So yeah, Yosemite. It's amazing. Nothing's changed. Yeah. Nothing's changed. I wouldn't go to Yosemite because it's too crowded. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's almost if you just use your voice now, it's you yeah. still like backpacking. You go by yep. yourself sometimes for five days. I mean, it's the same yep. guy. It's the same thing. <laughs> That's so crazy. Weird. That's amazing. Uh, well, let's get into the big leagues. This is now a grown woman working for a teen magazine <sighs> who has, it's not her fault. She has to ask these big questions about girls. Ugh. All right. This is her digging deep into a 13 year old's love life. And it's just as awkward as it sounds. Here she asks what kind of girls you like. Clip eight. 
girls who are like. Um, I don't have like a particular set thing that I go by. I'm, I'm open to everything. <laughs> oh, personality first. You know, I mean, I don't really care about looks at all. Personality definitely first. Uh, so, so I'll take whatever I can get. I don't have a set of anything expectations. Please just like me. Uh, it girls. also just shows how much time the times have changed, though. Just instantly assuming you'd like girls, right? I mean, no, nowadays exactly. it's like yeah. you did. We wouldn't. What, what do you look for in a partner? Wouldn't it's like? Well, you're right. a boy and you're on TV. So what kind of girls do you look for? It's right. Like, right. How, what yeah, if yeah. you're looking for a guy? I mean, you wouldn't have said yeah. that, but right. it just shows right. how much the times have well, changed. That's the thing. I would have been completely closeted. You, yeah. you, you, there was yeah. no. There was no avenue for that there was exactly. it would have been complete lack of right. acceptance yep yeah we talked about it with lance right yeah, yeah. similar right. thing uh well let's keep the awkward rolling here oh, she asks oh, you what a 14 year old would like to do or 13 year old would like to mm -hmm. do on a date i i don't know anything <laughs> whatever she wants to do I have no standards, I have no expectations, and also I'm willing to do, do anything she says. Anything she says. Be around me, please. Oh my god. I just I need love and I'll take it any way I can. Get. Please, close. I met a great girl. She wants to take me to a murder scene and I think I'm down. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> oh. That's the thing, like I had never been on a date. I didn't know what the date would have been. Like what did right. you do it? I mean, you what were like you were like year three with your first girl girlfriend already weren't you hadn't you yeah, guys been dating true. since I mean, you were no, 10 i would have already been with with maureen yeah so i was because uh, i was with her when we did the pilot okay um, so wait i have a question then yeah. how much of answering the questions about girls was you feeling awkward because you were in a relationship oh i mm -hmm. thought you were gonna say because yeah. of the age of the interviewer but yeah though that right. no we didn't realize that but i mean right. you were you and maureen were pretty serious so maybe oh, yeah. the idea like, of oh, we're like, together forever i was romeo yeah. And totally. maybe you didn't want to talk about that. Somebody said to you, like, no, 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 you've got to be open and available because well, somebody said didn't that to know, me. Like, I didn't have, like, the dating experience, you know, I mean, because Maureen and I were together until I was 16. So yeah. it wasn't until I was 16 that I actually, like, you know, actively dated anybody else or looked right. for girls right. or, try, you know. So, I, yeah, I wouldn't have known what I was talking about for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, Maureen does come up later. Oh. Does she? Oh, God, oh, yeah. No, yes. I think I was just clueless. I mean, I, I think mostly I was just clueless about, you know, I wasn't clueless. Of, I, I mean, I was in a relationship, so I was I was in love. So I had lots of feelings about romance and what it means to be in love. But I didn't know anything about like actual real life dating, dating. or yeah. girls other well, than Maureen. Well, she oh. knows to move the subject then, because now with that type of revealing answer, let's transition into pets. She asked if you, if you have any cats, and I'm telling you, you give a rather surprising answer. A lot of turns and twists in this one. Clip 10. Two cats. Cassie and um, Blossom. Our Blossom died, so now it's this flower. <laughs> So I have three cats. So what do you have three? What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, because we, we grew up with Blossom and Flower were our two cats growing up, so I must have just gotten them confused. And then Cassie, Cassie actually we adopted. I completely forgot about Cassie. We adopted Cassie from North Carolina. Um, she was named for, we were in Caswell, North Carolina. Or I think that was what, Caswell County? I don't know. My brother was filming a movie in North Carolina, so we, we ended did, up adopting a stray cat. Did That's someone so stab the cat that died? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, it was an accident. She rolled over on one of our playing, our, our, our throwing stars. <laughs> All right, last question here. Again, a very eerie time traveling answer. She wraps up the interview by asking you what you see yourself doing in the future. I don't think I'm going to be an actor all my life. Really, I think I'd rather just 
either be a director or a writer. I'd like to write screenplays, definitely. Screenplays or books. Wow. There you go. I ne- I was already saying Living that. the That's dream. so weird. One weekend to Boy Meets World. Wow, that is crazy. I wow. never would have thought that. I honestly thought that it was something that sort of gestated out of being on Boy Meets World, like, you know, being like right. 16 or something. Because I was 16 when I wrote my first script. And I remember I gave it to Jeff Sherman. Um, no, maybe I was 15, 15 or 16. Yeah. When I wrote my first feature length script. Um, so I always thought that that was where it started, but I was already thinking about it at 13. That's crazy. Not that amazing. Right. Wow. Wow. It's kind of cool. Though, new, guys. But it's, it's kind of cool. You're, you're doing what you, what you wanted to do. I mean, it's, yeah. You're, you're from the time you were 13, you are living yeah. the life you wanted to live. That's yeah. that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I wasn't living the life I wanted. To, I no, was, you I are was now. A seven-year contract on a TV show. <laughs> no, but, you are yeah. now. Which is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you got to yeah. pick what you wanted to be, and you're doing what you picked at 13. That's really yeah. cool. That is kind of cool. Yeah. I awesome. thought that was awesome. Uh, I mean, awesome. you're literally only missing and doing a podcast about this show. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work! Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic! The world is ending! That's a big jump there, Ryder. Oh, sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well. When we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandy. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. 
And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. Um, all right, let's move to Will. Oh, jeez. <clears throat> uh, I'm guessing is- the interviews are going to be different. It's going to be different. This is uh, also from the day after the first taping. All right. Okay. And you might be asking how old these tapes are. You just like you can't like put it in context as to how long ago this was for you. I'll let Will tell you as the reporter asks him how long he's been in L.A. Two weeks ago. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I just came out for uh, the show. That's pretty wow, crazy. Wow. So two not only, weeks. Two weeks in Los Angeles, one week of being uh, on the show. Um, right. a, a lot of bit has been said about the evolution of Eric, obviously. We talk about it all the time. But when the reporter asks you about this new character you're playing, we get a rare look into what you thought as an actor it yes. was after the first taping. So here it is, clip okay. 13. Eric, he's, he's an average teenager. You know, he's got the problems with the girls, he's got the problems with his little brother, his little sister, his parents. His little brother's played by... Dan Savage. Okay. And so this was different for me because I went from being the youngest to the oldest. So I wasn't getting the advice anymore. I'm giving it, which is just different. So cute. Okay. I feel all right so far with how so I'm coming cute. off. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with all that out of the way, we get to the burning question on everyone's mind. What does your room look like? <laughs> this is her finding out what your brand new LA digs are like. This is clip 14. Have you decorated it in any way yet? Have you been able to make it like your own little home yet? Or is it just kind of... We're trying. My roommate and I are trying. We're, uh, you know, getting posters at the Disney store. I have a big Beauty and the Beast poster in my room, which is the best movie in the world. Okay. Um, really? He works for Fox, so uh, we have a huge Melrose Place poster up in our... It's really kind of a commercial war here. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's, you know, it, by the end, it's going to look like a blockbuster video store, so... <laughs> This is also <laughs> funny because if, if, if you knew Will's, I guess, what do you call it? Your like TV room in your house? Oh yeah, my my the media the media room. It looks like a blockbuster video. You it have does. also lived the life you've had <laughs> since you were a child. This is you're no different. None of you are any different. I love uh, that. It's incredible. Oh, uh, that's awesome. And that's not it. She wants to know more. Here's clip fifteen. <laughs> Anything set up like? boombox or anything for, for music we have the we have the stereo and the tv and the vcr and you know we we're taping beavis and butthead every night so <laughs> everything's going well everything's going well sounds like it's so positive everything's going well everything's going great man we got living beavis the, and butthead. the life of my dreams we got a vcr place poster i'm done just i'm done vcr melrose place poster beavis and butthead uh, this is good. living the life <laughs> give me an otter pop and call it a day funny you bring that up we'll get to that in a minute here she asks about what you might be playing on said boombox clip 16 uh, rock and roll, yeah. alternative. I think uh, Sugar's probably one of my favorite Sugar, groups. Yes. Like uh, Soul Asylum. Soul Asylum. Yeah. Booty Gurus. What? 
Who? Can, Who's I, gurus? I pulled the clip again. <laughs> this is clip 17. This is the last two bands you brought up that I think you've made up. Here they are. Who's Yeah. Who you gurus? Okay, so Husker Du was yeah. Bob oh, Mould. Husker, okay, and, Bob yeah, Husker Du and, and uh, is one of the greatest bands of all time. Who I know he them, then went off to form Sugar. And then the last band is an indie band back in the day called the Hootie Gurus, <laughs> which were phenomenal. That's what I thought you said. Yeah. <laughs> the Hootie Gurus, the Neighborhoods, the Cartoons, Paisley Jungle. These were all bands that like my brothers found. And of course, when you're the youngest brother, you yeah, listen you to all this stuff. Right. So it was we were into the kind of the the, the stuff that all sprung <laughs> off from the CBGB scene and the. Chicago punk scene, the Minneapolis kind of alternative scene. So there are some great bands out there. I, I yeah. was like, he just picked a random word that rhymed with Husker Du. Husker Du and the Doo Doo The Hootie Gurus. Shout out to the Hootie Gurus. God willing, there's somebody from the Hootie Gurus who's like, oh my God, somebody listened to our album. Well, um, <laughs> promoted it in Teen Beat. Here's exactly. the question. Here's the question you've been waiting for. Favorite TV shows? Do you want to guess? I would probably say Family Ties. I you don't think you, you would have said MASH yet? I might have said MASH. I might not have, but I also think maybe Different Strokes would be up there. Wonder Years might be up there. I don't know. There's I a think lot. you might have said something that was more contemporary. I bet you said That's something that was too. like that season, just you know, just to like be part like of you the, and Home yeah. Improvement. Exactly. Like there might, I maybe, think, you know, maybe. it's like you. That's the point of doing an interview is to like connect with people. Sure. I feel like yeah. you might have thought about more. Okay. Well, I tried yeah. to connect with Hootie Gurus. Um, <laughs> you also have to remember. Here, you know, actually, here's another. Uh, I think we couldn't get television that was gone. So right, like right, you wouldn't right. if it, when you talked about what television shows you like you were talking about what is on TV, TV. Yeah, you're actively watching right, right. Exactly. right. because if you yeah, were to yeah, reference yeah. an old show you would be outdated you would be behind the times and nobody yeah. would have access to it right mm -hmm. well, okay here it is. well clip eighteen Beavis and Butthead and The Simpsons are my two favorite right now MST3K is also definitely those are my top three definitely my top three by far what was okay. the last one. Mystery MST Science Theater. 3K? Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh. Will was definitely like a cool kid. Husker he Doo Doo, was. MSK. He, I mean, he, was just like, <laughs> he was just like, all the things I like, you don't know. So it's cool. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm way cooler than you. So. And That's I wasn't awesome. at all. It's just that I had plenty of time when no one wanted to hang out with me in high school. So I could find all the cool stuff. Just wow. sitting at home, watching Beavis and Butthead, listening to Husker Doo Doo. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you were really hip, Will. I know. Apparently. He was Because I don't think of you as like a hip person. Person, but no. I, you were that. You were, yeah. Yes. Which ties in with exactly how Ryder felt about you when you exactly. met. Like, that's, that's right. the coolest guy I've I ever met. Yes, because oh I'm thinking God. about that where it's like Ryder and I were very different at 13 and 16. So yeah. the idea that I was the cool guy in his life is weird. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. Happy so you said, I'm happy you said weird. Uh, Ryder brought this up and she asks your favorite food. It is the most will answer ever. You could not get more specific if you tried. Clip 19. <laughs> Poncho Punch Otter Pops. Yes. <laughs> Best thing in the entire world. Poncho Punch Otter Pops. <laughs> Are those the blue ones? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, Poncho Punch. I think the Poncho Punches were the the, the, the pinky the pinky oh, ones. Thanks. Oh, I, uh, I, thought the, I thought we were obsessed with the the otter the 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 blue raspberry otter pops, whatever that one was. Oh. And I remember we we, we fa somebody got a box of just the blue ones for us yeah. because at, at we one point, like, yeah. And I saved up all the the U USP whatever the things are on the back, and I <laughs> sent it away, and I got an otter pop shirt. The camel and I dollars for walking, otter pops. Yeah, exactly walking camel through catch. Disneyland 
one day with my girlfriend at the time, Jill, and uh, all of a sudden I walked by another guy with an Otter Pop shirt in a sea of people, and we both stopped and went, ah! <laughs> and then passed by shirt? each other. No, I don't. Oh, that, that one's man, gone. The one thing you didn't keep. Exactly, but sounds I still like had a, that Otter like, Pop shirt. Sounds like a Christmas present and waiting. <laughs> it's, um, oh, God, it was awesome. How much do you love Otter Pops? You explain. Clip 20. <laughs> My roommate and I, you um, <laughs> open our freezer, and that's all you get. And it's seven layers of all Otter Pops. And if we get below eighty or ninety, we go shopping. Oh, <laughs> they're great. You can't live on those, though. No, well, we, we eat good food too. So we'll see what you ordered today. Can we tell? cheeseburger and fries? Definitely. Okay. There you are. Good food. Good food. I, I eat healthy. Fries. Fries. I eat good fries food too. McDonald's. That's exactly. When you have a real meal, you go to you, McDonald's. You were living like like Tom Hanks and Big. Yeah, oh, he, he totally was. was. Yeah. He, he totally was. Popsicles yeah. and TV. Yeah. Um, here you were asked the same question. Uh, what, do you want to be an actor for the rest of your life? This is clip 21. I don't know. Now, since I'm having so much fun, mm -hmm. it's such a blast, I would say yes. Mm. But you know, if someone asked me that in four or five years i don't know what i'd say but until it starts not being fun oh okay that was my parents my parents used to always say to me do this until it's no longer fun then find you something nice you love yeah, yeah. you did yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah well, wow. and now you think it would be fun again and you're ready to do it again That's right. so i think so now yeah. it's now it's kind of it's the you know the 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 little juices are flowing again so i don't know it's mm. i don't you know nobody seems to want to put me on anything but i would not be true. fun you're not to be on yet. something you're well, not I'm also yet. not trying. That's that's yeah. that's true as well. Uh, Do you mean nobody's come and knocked on your door? Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No one's like called you and literally exactly. offered you parts. This is you clear glass right here. I'd be able to see the producer if they right walked here. right up. Yeah. And nobody has. You know, you self tape. Know? You don't even have to go anywhere. I know. I have self tape these days. I know. I know. I know. Uh, well, she digs a little deeper into future will and asks, "What type of acting you see yourself doing in the future?" I'd like to move on to film, but it rarely happens. You know. Unfortunately, you rarely go from TV to film. It happened for some people, and that's great. And I'd love it to happen for me, but I'm really not counting on it because it, it's it's a stretch. Mm -hmm. I'll try. I mean, I'll give it my all, but I'm, I'm preparing myself just in case it doesn't happen. Okay. That's realistic. Sir, yeah. sir, sir, this is an Arby's. <laughs> like, that had a real. Can we also talk about my smoky, my my super smoky voice at sixteen? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, what, I, what I want to do is like, jeez. Um, yeah, but I do were, think that there was yeah. you were you were right. Like back then, you could not. Yeah, move. it was like, a tough and transition. We all knew that. We all knew yeah. that by being on TV, which is part of the reason why I think I wasn't stoked on being on TV, mm. is because yeah. I was like, oh, this is defining us. If this show's a hit. We're stuck in television yeah, yeah, land yeah. because you, you could never, know. as an actor, there were movie stars and there were TV actors, yep. and none of the twins. Not the meet. same. That's not no. the same now. Now it's just no, everybody's doing everything. Whoever, but you know, no, it's better yeah. to do TV if anything. I yeah. mean, yeah. now George Clooney does commercials. He does yeah. commercials for God's <laughs> sakes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the end for you for now, uh, Danielle. Unfortunately, I didn't have any dating ones. You did not have any dating ones in this one, no? Wow. She yeah. was like, you couldn't get girls. I'm not even going to ask. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass you. I don't want to embarrass you. Nice. Exactly. Uh, unfortunately, Danielle was not interviewed the first week. Well, she wasn't uh, there. Yeah. I wasn't there. Yeah, but she did do some interviewing herself very early in the show's run. And this first one is with you, Writer Strong. This yes. is clip, clip 23. It's recording now. All right. Um, hi, I'm Danielle, and I'm doing an I'm doing an interview with Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World. Hello. And um, all right, let's start the interview. 
Okay. Okay, a real setup. I'm here with Ryder Strong and um, yeah, okay, let's just got her first teeth. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is where you honed your interview skills though. Mm-hmm. I mean you did it does seem like this is part of your you're still your thing. You're part good of my this. evolution. You're a good host. That's right. You're a good uh, interviewer. Well, Danielle holds nothing back with her questions as you could predict, jumping right into something about an upcoming <laughs> Valentine's Day. And I'm not sure Ryder was ready. Here's clip 24. Oh, no. Do you consider yourself semantic? Um. Easton, can we play it again one more time? Do you consider yourself semantic? Um. Do you consider yourself semantic? Um. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so freaked out. I'm so <laughs> nervous. Oh, that's so, right. Let's yeah. begin the interview. Do you consider you. yourself to be romantic? <laughs> wow. Wow. Barbara uh, Walter is out of nowhere. Just oh, that's the best. Again. That was the best. <laughs> Hit him with uh, it off the top. Um. <laughs> but he does try his best to respond. Here it is, 25. I don't know. I can't answer my question. You can't answer I don't know. I mean, I'm very, very passionate when it comes to things about love. I mean, like, I take love very seriously in relationships and stuff okay true which is what i was just saying earlier yeah Yeah. it's very serious uh danielle does not sense the awkwardness here i will not let you off the hook she will not let him off the hook keeps it going with the romance questions remember you guys don't know each other super well yet it sounds like because this is still like first season and i think you got the job early so (sighs) here's more romance clip 26 what types of personality traits do you think are important for a girl to win your heart? Um, God, you know, I don't really, I don't really know. It's whatever comes along, you know. It's, it's, I, don't, I don't have something that I always look for. I mean, I think the most important thing that will attract me to a girl at first is confidence, you know. I don't know why, but when someone's insecure, it's really hard to get through that shell and what? get to know who they are. So, I mean, but it's not, I don't have like a set standard. Well, that's good. A lot of guys do have a set standard, and that makes it really hard. Right. They never find the right person. Right. (laughs) That's that's good. That's good. You know what? We are don't have any standards because are, then it makes it hard for girls to know how to squeeze them. How, yeah, if I'm a round peg in a square hole, if you don't have any standards. Oh, God, that's so Whatever funny. comes along, man. That's great. Whatever comes along. I'm yeah, honestly, that's great. That's, that's, great. Right. that's, that's, that's how just, real love is found. <laughs> Danielle just straight up being like, yeah, not worth it. Right. Just take whatever. Right. right. Why waste time? <laughs> oh that's brilliant it's so oh. good oh. now this whole run here is so much different because of the podcast now that we know that danielle had a crush on writer this next question is truly the best oh, this is clip 27 i'm obsessed. Wait, wait, wait before you start yeah. it before you start it danielle did you have a crush on writer at this point i had a crush on writer pretty early on yeah, yeah. Okay. like so probably you know no, somewhere I, during first season i don't know okay. if I, right after i just met him oh, like definitely getting to know writer is what made me have a crush on him but so i don't but you know i was probably on my way okay uh, <laughs> all right. i i have the answer for you it's this okay. clip <laughs> So, uh, do you have a valent- uh, do you have a sweetheart that you'll be celebrating this Valentine's Day with? Yes, I do. For the second year in a row. Oh, wow. So, yeah. What's yeah. her name? Maureen. 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 Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't oh, cool. I don't. Cool. I don't. Don't believe you. I don't believe you. Oh, I'm uh, 
so happy for you. What's her name? She wants to know more about Marine. Here's clip 28. Oh, God. So, how long have you guys been together? Almost two years. Boy, you guys celebrating the big two-year anniversary. You guys going to be doing anything special? or? Um, I don't know. I don't think so, you know. I mean, every time, every time, like, we have Valentine's Day or, you know, like, our one-year anniversary, we've always just given her, like, a one single white rose. And that's kind of like our symbol of our relationship, the white rose. And, um, like, last time, not Valentine's Day, but on our anniversary, I wrote her a story. Oh, how yes. sweet. Yeah. If you could oh. have made a ring, you would have made the ring. Yeah, you didn't know how to smelt yet. <laughs> yeah, you would have. Danielle, not giving up. Danielle, take it away. <laughs> Clip 29. So how did you two meet? Um, well, we met in the third grade when we were really little and she came up to me. A friend of hers asked her to ask me if I liked her, her friend. So then we didn't see each other for a long time. And then it was, I guess, two or three years ago when I saw her again and just, you know, did the whole falling in love thing. Cool. Aww. Cool. Yeah, I'll fall in love thing. Hold on. Like it's been so long. Those I two years <laughs> since third grade. <laughs> Wait, what I love is that Ryder and Maureen are the true Cory and Topanga. Yes. <laughs> yes. I remember feeling that way. Like, we were so... I mean, yeah, like, we were together until we were 16. Um, so, yeah, I remember when we broke up, Corey and Topanga broke up on Boy Meets World. I remember being like, oh, there's some parallels here. <laughs> I don't want you to miss the cool that Danielle hit when she realized how much you're into Maureen. Can you play clip 30 just to remind everyone? Cool. 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 Oh, very cool. That's great. Cool. Cool. Now, somewhere in Danielle's disappointment, she figures something out and sees a bit of an opening for herself. This is clip 31. Well, you'll be here for this Valentine's Day at work. Um, how, how are you guys going to be celebrating long distance? Um, I'm not sure. I haven't really thought <laughs> about that. Nail her white rose. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you want to give her a white rose. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give somebody else a white rose. Oh, you're going to be on set. So funny. This is Danielle Fischel, my favorite color is white. Thank you for joining us. Uh, my favorite flower is a rose. Bye. Does anyone have a head of a bunny? Oh. <laughs> uh, listen, not all of Danielle's interviews were quite as comfortable. Th- this one here is with Home Improvement's Zachary Ty Bryan. It's clip 32. So, all right. So, how are you, Zach? Pretty good. How about you? Cool. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I, I need to hear it again because now that you know it, listen yeah. to how Danielle is not listening to him. I was going to say, plowing through. Just keeping the interview Okay, yeah. let's listen to it again. So, all right. So, how are you, Zach? Pretty good. How about you? Cool. <laughs> that is an interviewer not listening to her subject. Yeah. I, I was cool. going to say cool. The second he needed and to take to a breath, I was going to have something. Oh, yeah, Danielle, when she walked by listening to some of these audio, she did say that like um, open audio would always creep you out. Like if someone yeah. didn't say something. Unlike now, where I feel like when I talk to somebody and I interview them, I have to let their answer like sink in. Mm-hmm. I have to listen. I... D- 
blank space meant something's going wrong. Something right. is wrong. There is air. Someone needs to be talking. <laughs> and I usually you have just to learn. It's something you have to learn because I do. I still do that. If I'm doing an on the phone interview, I don't yeah. shut up. Right. Like I don't way. stop talking. And I've had to like recognize that. Okay. Ryder, you can finish your answer and be done. Right. And then the interviewer yeah. can wait a second and then they'll ask their next question. I yeah. just heard my mash matters podcast. I don't even hear the other two hosts. I just talk for an hour and apologize and then apologize for talking the whole time. Like one of the hosts literally goes, we didn't even have to be here. Yeah, Yeah. it was, it was ridiculous. So yeah, I did the same thing. They let you out your cage. Um, The cringe does not end there though. Here's another Valentine's day special. Here she is with another romantic question with clip 33. So if you had to pick just one romantic song to play for a girl, sweep her off her feet, which would it be and why? Okay. Can you pause it, Easton? This is insane. Wait, what, this, is, what, was the, what was the question? That's why I, want, I wanted what to make song? sure. If you could play just one song to sweep a girl off her feet, what yeah. would it be and why? Gotcha. Yeah. Can, can you let me know how old Zachary Ty Bryan is at this point? He's, he's younger pro- than me, so he's he probably He's is probably 12. between my age and your age. Right. So, yeah. I, so if he's I'm, 12, I'm 12. Yeah. He's somewhere between 12 and 13. Yeah. Okay, here's his answer. A lot of songs out there that are really good for um, basically... Uh, to pick to be romantic, but um, I would say probably for me, for my style of music, I'd probably pick Boys to Men, mm-hmm. and the song is called I'll Make Love to You. Say good, yeah. Oh, Zach. <laughs> wow. Zach. Wow. I'll make love to you. We don't I'll need to. We don't need the description you. about why you chose that one. Oh, You're funny, good. Thank funny, you. Funny you asked that. Clip thirty-four, please. I would pick that song because. The words and basically what they say, and it's basically about a, a relationship. Yeah, about a relationship, and uh, just basically, it's romantic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. Oh, there you, know, you go. When, <laughs> yeah. when, when, a, when a man yeah. and a woman share a special kind of hug, that's what it's like. That kind of special hug. And when you say a little prayer, a stork comes, and he'll leave like a little you there. Easton, can I one more time hear Danielle's reaction though? Yeah, because it's brilliant. Yeah, give me the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. I've never even kissed a boy. There has to be an adult in the room just clinching. So oh, like do I jump man. in? Probably here? my mom. My mom's yeah. like do I, oh wow and it's two kids who don't know what they're talking about it that's the best part of it it's just two kids are like it's i know it's a song it's romantic my mom told me um oh, it's, it has the word love in it right yeah, making right, exactly. love. i'm yeah. gonna make love to you yeah so oh, great wow. all right i cannot praise i know it is a good track i cannot praise danielle enough as an interviewer on this podcast she's truly <laughs> unbelievable yeah. she's thoughtful she mm-hmm. listens she lets people tell oh, their stories no. What's coming? When she was younger, <laughs> on the <laughs> other hand, not, not there yet. Not. She appears many times to ask a question and then just answer it herself. Clip 35, <laughs> Chef's Kiss. So, what is your biggest girl or relationship pet peeve? Like, I know for me, I hate it. I hate moody people, you know? It's like, yeah. you know, I, everybody has their bad days, you exactly. know? But it's one thing from one minute to be, you know, happy go lucky and the next minute be just in this horrible mood or. I hate it. I also hate it when guys just can't communicate, you know? It's like, I have so many guys who like me, you know? And it's like, it's like they'll, they'll call and they'll hang up once I pick up the phone, you know? You go, hello? And you go, hello? All the time. You know, and it's like, you know, I hate it when guys, you know, they'll say, uh, 
you know, they, they won't tell you basically flat out that they like you. You know, they have to beat around the bush for like, you know, days and days and weeks and weeks. And you know, for the longest time you think, well, I don't like me, I don't like me, I don't like me. And then finally, you know, once they ask you out, they get all kicking, you know? Yeah, right. Um, what I, I'm sorry, what was the question <laughs> and then I really can't stand when people just talk and talk and talk and they never let you get a second word and a word in edgewise. Ask you know, a question and then they really don't even care about what your answer is. You all they care about is hearing you had so many voice. pet peeves about guys, oh, Danielle. God, that oh, was it. Like, you just kept going. Was that oh. a thing where you call like call people and hang up? I mean, I, I, apparently it was happening. Wow. I, don't remember, I, don't I don't know if that's romantic. That. I think that's a prank call. Stalkery. Yeah, that's yeah I don't think that's, I don't think someone liked you there. I, I hate when guys call, they do the heavy breathing, they tell you they're watching you, and then they hang up. <laughs> 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 that's the worst. <laughs> so immature. They tell wow. you what you're wearing. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's just God, awful. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all right. Uh, last two clips here. This first one is from the end of 1996, a little later in the run of Boy Meets World. The reporter now knows who you are. It's a hit show. I wanted to play this first one. It's a question to Will. The question is, do you want to have kids? Clip 36. Not to the point where I want to rush anything and get into anything. I mean, I have a long life ahead of me and I want to, I want to, uh, you know, wait, but I love little kids and I always have, and I love making them laugh and playing with little kids. So eventually I'd love to have a kid and, you know, a family, but that's a while off yet. Do you envision like boy or girl or lots of kids? Or I want to have one of each. I want to have a boy and a girl. Wow. wow. That's just for the magazine. I knew even then. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been funny if you're like, nah, I hate them kids. No, yeah. no. When I was young, I did. I wanted to have kids, and I knew I'd be a great parent because I have great parents. But it just wasn't for me. I live a very yeah. selfish lifestyle. My wife and I, our relationship is just about us. We love that, and we're good with that. You would, and I have, you, I have a stepdaughter who's yeah. great. And you don't want to share otter pops. You don't no. share otter pops. Come on, <laughs> no. man. No. Lastly, and they'd be touching my toys and everything, it'd be weird. Lastly, I found a very sweet clip. I like this one very much. Uh, to be honest, it even gave me like a little bit of a tear. It was very nice. This is Will in 1996 when asked if any of the cast members have changed since the start of the show and now that it's popular. And it weirdly is an answer he could still say today. Clip 37. You know, we're, we're, we're growing up and, and we're growing up together, which I think is, is an interesting contrast. So, you know, when you grow up, it's like with brothers, you know, you don't notice the change. I look at my brothers now and, you know, I have one who's 27 and one who's 24 and then myself. But I look at them and I still see us playing with, you know, Star Wars and G.I. Joe because you don't, you don't notice the change. You, and we've all just grown up as such a tight unit on the show that we're just together and we know we will be, you know, forever. Even if the show ends, we're going to be talking to each other for a long time. So. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's so cool. Well, if anyone else buys tapes of uh, our host talking on eBay, (laughs) I will go through them for hours. I will pull clips. I also want to go on record. I have clips that will be used in future episodes. So uh, there are some guest stars who come in. There are some other little things here or there. Uh, the uh, The Disneyland episode, Disney World episode. She ends up in Florida with you guys. So I have clips from that as well. So Um, is it always the same interviewer? It's the same uh, well, woman. unless it's the incredible Daniel Fischel, but yeah. Right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I'd just like to say thank you, producer Jensen, husband of this yeah, podcast, no for worries. going through all the stuff. Thanks and for listening to all listening of Listening to That's... everything and pulling all the stuff. I, I, we, we super appreciate that. It's very cool. Well, I ran around the room. I didn't even get to the answer when she said, do you want to have kids? I literally went, <laughs> this is gold. And just <laughs> started recording. Whatever the answer is. Uh, but it was super fun. And again, it shows you guys, I truly think, like someone who's behind the scenes for every episode, it's like, 
this is you. It's been you from the beginning. I think that when people come on and call you saccharine and say like, you know, they were innocent and, you know, we didn't even know if it was real. We thought maybe you were, you know, pulling a fast one on us and were these kids. I mean, you're the same people now. It's yeah. it's incredible to hear it, you know, proven. So funny. Yeah. Wow. What a good well, time. That was great. Um, I'll go back to never talking again. <laughs> Bye. Thank Professor you, Jensen. Jensen, yeah, Carp, husband of this podcast. Wow. Whew. Well, <clears throat> so I guess uh, we don't change as much. We don't grow as much as we think. Huh? I would disagree. <laughs> I think you said it right the first time. We don't change as much, but I think we grow. Yeah. And I think those are two different things. Because I, yeah. I think we've all grown from who we were when we were kids, but at our core, and I think a lot of that is how you're raised. You know, you have that core belief kind of instilled in you and you either embrace it or you, you know, push it away and you become somebody completely different. And I don't think any of us really did that. Yeah, but I think I think it goes. I think what we're talking about really is the age old question of nature versus nurture. Yeah. And what mm-hmm. I find really interesting is that even at such a young age, some of the qualities we just heard in ourselves never left us. And like, we've just had kind of forever. Um, So asking questions and like, I know it was just for, you know, 16 Magazine, Danielle's Diary, but I always found it really fascinating to like, so what do you want to do this year? And so what are you, what are you thinking about it? And just like learning about somebody always was really interesting to me. And then and answering love, your own question. And then to hearing myself talk. I <laughs> what do you love, want to do this year? Here's what I'm doing. <laughs> what I'm doing. But it is, it's fun for me to think about like with my own children and with Indy, mm-hmm. um, how much of the things that they love or that they are already are going to mm-hmm. be the exact same things they say 30 years from now. Jeez. Right. Well, that's why get him on I, tape. I, do, get I know him on I tape. try and record oh. Indy every chance I get. And I have, I, I was playing him clips, just audio clips from when he was like three the other day. And it was hysterical. He was singing Michael Jackson and we were talking about the song, the lyrics. And it's like, yeah, it's so good to have. You just want to, you know, you got to capture as much of it How as you do can. you do it? Like, what are you recording him on? My phone. Like they, uh-huh. you just use voice memos on your phone. It's actually yeah. pretty good quality just on its own. Right. You, know, you yeah. don't even need a microphone. I have a portable mic that I've used sometimes. And I've been doing it with my parents too. Like if we go to visit my parents, mm-hmm. um, I sit down with Indy, and and we we just have a conversation. I try and re- record their stories too because I find audio so much better. Because you know when there's a camera in somebody's face, yeah, they perform. it's intrusive. Yeah, it's the Heisenberg and, and, you know, principle. And, 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 and you, camera used to work for Indy up until probably five or six, and then then he's aware of what it's doing and he's seen clips himself. But audio, you forget it's there, or yeah. you're just more relaxed. So yeah, mm, so cool. Well, thank you all for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can email us, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have merch. Mm, merch we have. Mm, podmeetsworldshow.com. Um, and we will see you all next time. Write or send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Cool. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedell, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or send us an email at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. 
That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.